Mike Check 717. This is Eric T. Jones, a.k.a. Brother Jones, and I just need five minutes of your time. Today I will discuss Earth Day within the context of environmental racism, with a particular focus on the association between race and air pollution exposure. I know Earth Day was yesterday, but Earth Day is Er Day because we can't breathe. Before I get into the association between race and air pollution exposure, I'm going to give some background information on Earth Day. The major players behind Earth Day start with U.S. Senator Gaylord Nelson. Following a 1969 Santa Barbara oil spill, he leveraged the student anti-war movement to inspire a nationwide environmental teaching on college campuses. Nelson's plan led to the Environmental Teaching, Inc., which consisted of over 80 young activists. The organization's national coordinator was Dennis Haynes, a Harvard graduate student who dropped out of school to organize the teaching. Now, the Environmental Teaching, Inc. ultimately decided to expand their vision beyond colleges. As a result, they changed the event's name from Environmental Teaching to Earth Day. In addition, they partnered with various community groups to generate interest. On April 22, 1970, their efforts paid off, as 20 million people demonstrated, protested, and rallied for clean air, among other environmental issues. Within several years, the Environmental Protection Agency was instituted and various environmental laws were passed, like the Clean Air Act. Earth Day is now a global movement and is considered the largest secular observance in the world. The theme for Earth Day 2022 was invest in our planet. And while I believe we should invest in our planet for the sake of climate change, I wonder for whom should we invest in our planet? Hear me out. Anthony Rogers Wright director of environmental justice for the New York Lawyers for the Public Interest, was blunt in his assessment of Earth Day back in 2017. He said, Earth Day is mainly a white person thing. It has turned into a device for the mostly white male-led nonprofit industrial complex to raise money for causes they don't have a plan for. Ouch. Moreover, Rogers Wright claims that Earth Day is like Black History Month. When the month concludes, Black History is out of sight, out of mind. Likewise, when Earth Day concludes, environmental racism is out of sight, out of mind. To be fair, Dennis Haynes intended to merge environmentalism with racial justice, but it didn't quite work out that way. Founder of the Intersectional Environmentalist Platform, Leah Thomas highlights environmentalism's lukewarm orientation toward racial justice. She said, if you want to save the planet, you should want to save its people. The failure to prioritize racism in the environmentalist movement is the reason why the Hip Hop Caucus organized the We Shall Breathe National Earth Day Summit last year. Like Thomas, they argue that hurting people hurts the planet. If the people are taken care of, the planet will be taken care of. The caucus also underscores what should be obvious. They proclaim that historically marginalized populations have a right to breathe free from pollution.
Based on the evidence, it appears blacks don't have a right to breathe free from pollution. The American Public Health Association reports that African Americans face a 54% higher health burden from air pollution, such as particulate matter, compared to the overall population. Particulate matter, or PM, is a mixture of solid particles and liquid droplets that are small enough to penetrate the lungs and bloodstream. For example, research links PM to respiratory disease, cardiovascular disease, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease, all types of diseases. PM is even linked to fetal and infant mortality. From the moment of conception, black people are exposed to air pollution. But I don't hear anybody from the pro-life movement talking about that. But I'm a chill. That's for another episode. One of the reasons black people are disproportionately exposed to air pollution is due to the fact that they are more likely to live near toxic facilities. There are a few studies I encourage you to look up. In 1987, the Commission for Racial Justice published Toxic Waste and Race in the United States. This study found that race was a more significant factor than class in the placement of commercial hazardous waste. Two decades later, in 2007, the commission did a follow-up study, Toxic Waste and Race at 20, and reached the same conclusion. In 2017, the NAACP and Clean Air Task Force's study, Fumes Across the Fence Line, illustrated how blacks disproportionately suffer from air pollution generated by oil and gas facilities that continually violate air quality standards. Can we breathe? What good is the Environmental Protection Agency if it ain't protecting everybody? I know we got a brother hitting the EPA right now. However, black faces in high places don't necessarily transform black spaces. I'm going to repeat that again. Black faces in high places don't necessarily transform black spaces. My point is this. If you celebrated Earth Day and did not consider environmental racism, congratulations, you played yourself. The historical and contemporary disconnect between environmentalism and racial justice reveals that some environmentalists are only concerned about the planet, not the people. Can we save the bees and the blacks, please? Historically marginalized populations are on the front lines now, but if we can't get our act together, everybody gonna be on the front lines. I'm over time. I hope you don't mind. Keep your head on a swivel.